MBA is back, back again. Uh, betwixt work at nine and love at five a.m. Kawai the face, Kawai the ace, Kawai the owner of the brand new Chase. Hey, hey, hey! And welcome back to your favorite oh. NBA podcast in an Indian accent. The Ball is Bay NBA podcast now available on all your favorite podcast listening spaces. My name is Ashwin, and I just want to start off by giving a huge hugsies to all our fans for the mega numbers you all ensured for our season opener episode. We can't reveal the numbers, obviously, but know that if you were counting in binary, you'd need eight digits to count them. Uh, your response for the animated trailer and the interview with Navbhatiya was absolutely heartwarming, and we just want to thank you once more before we go ahead and never mention this again. Uh, at the time of recording, the NBA has just been on for three days. But already, some of those sweet games that we've been waiting for have proved to be worth waiting for. The Clippers have started the season bulldozing two former giants like an erstwhile ambassador bulldozing an active mid traffic. Speaking of ambassadors, I've got with me, as always, co-host, member of the glorious West German Twitterati, and someone who often misses India but not enough to come back, Vinay Devaya. Vinay, say hello to our wonderful audience. Guten Tag. No. Yeah, guten tag, yeah, yeah. everybody. Sounds yeah. right. <laughs> no, I usually I usually say guten Morgen because that's when I meet people. So, ah, but it's evening there, I guess. It is evening here, it's so evening. it's like, I don't know, guten tag, I guess. But that's all good. It's like uh, hello, aloha. Maybe it's the same, like hello, yeah. goodbye, or whatever. Yeah. Guten tag, everyone. Namaste and mm-hmm. all that. Uh, yes. We need. I mean, you're like stuck in between America where the action is happening and India where this action is happening. So like <laughs> your your NBA mornings must be like late nights in some ways. Yeah, it's a little frustrating because it's, 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 it's at really bad times, uh, uh-huh. especially Western Coast Conference uh, games are at. Uh, which is the only game which matter yeah yeah I, I mean it's not that bad but it's it's pretty early it's between like three in the morning so i remember for the finals i used to sleep in the afternoons and then like because i work from home uh by home I mean see that, I that's not that's own. not that that's really not fair because people who actually work from home know that it, it it's not as fancy as it sounds you work from yes. home because you have no uh, rent to pay I, for an office yes yes um <laughs> uh, so I generally uh, go to sleep and then I wake up at around uh, 10 p.m. ish. So I sleep at like seven or something up to 10. Hmm. And then from 10 to four, I work and I also uh, then watch the game and then I go to sleep at uh, seven. So I did that during the entire playoffs last year when I was in Luxembourg. And uh, <laughs> it was a little weird because like uh, it kind of screwed up my entire sleep schedule. Uh, and there were times where I had to uh, stay awake all day because I had meetings the next day. And so, you know, I would just not go to sleep. Yeah, so definitely. It, it's, it's a very, it's very boring story. Let's, uh, <laughs> but, it's, 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 but it's okay if it's Eastern Conference, right? You know, so if it's like Eastern Conference, something's there. So if it's like... Definitely a, the games like uh, New York versus Charlotte are what we wait for all day, all year long. Yeah, we are waiting for I those games. I would say like Eastern, Con- Eastern Conference... Uh, semi-finals and finals are more, uh, you know, uh-huh. better. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I think a lot of uh, sleepless nights are happening in 
you know those uh, Oakland areas or or should I say San Fran areas where, uh, where where I think a cyborg is haunting them they he haunted them in their last game at the Oracle and now oh he's haunting God. them at the new Chase Center I mean I I, w- I would love to say amazing things about the Chase Center but like I didn't get uh, didn't really care that much about it but that building was broken down by the by the Kawainator 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 why not why not why not <laughs> well, i mean what w- what a game for the clippers man like they came out exactly how everyone predicted it. and finally for the first time what a lot of people predicted is what happened the clippers came out amazingly well we will discuss if there are some unknown reasons for it but uh, more or less uh, they played fantastically well against the lakers absorbed the early momentum and then pushed back with their own thing the warriors never stood a chance i think that game was like it was it was what the warriors used to do to everyone last season finish yeah. the game in third season and give steph a rest steph again got a rest but not for the right reasons yeah, yeah yeah i mean it was it was a beat down man like it was a traditional you know beat down and um i you know i, I think i tweeted it out something t- yesterday about i think i tweeted it to you but you didn't respond so you uh, can respond now okay definitely. so my question to you was if Kawhi leonard wins a championship this year mm-hmm. will he be the second most important player of the last decade of this decade i mean without doubt this, so after, oh, after wait. lebron after lebron yeah i i but i i think but, uh, but who, you know you could you could argue that he's probably as good as lebron because they both won three championships and they were the top players in those three championships i i'm not denying that the thing is uh, like lebron was the alpha for his entire I life i think yeah yeah that's yeah. true that's true and uh, kawai I mean, which is not which is not wrong. I mean, why why should you be alpha if you can do your job at the time required? I mean, someone like Fred Van Vliet. I'm not comparing Fred Van Vliet is much greater than Steph. I mean, than Kawhi. But <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, LeBron is uh, no doubt number one for this decade. But um, I, I always thought KD was a little better than Kawhi offensively. Um, defensively, of course, there's no match. But what KD can do is is pretty, you know, like uh, legendary. I I don't mm. think uh, Steph would be my in my top 4. Steph would be not I would not I mean, pick Steph, Steph over st- any Steph of these. Steph is three. top 5. I mean, who else would you put? Definitely. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. it'll, it'll go LeBron for me, LeBron, uh Durant, uh yeah, Kawhi and then Steph. I mean, top 5 in it, top 4, I think. These are the people yeah. who who'll define this era at least for me. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would add, I would add Dirk also, but Dirk uh, was good only for one year in this decade. Uh, I mean, I think I, I, I would. That's why. I, see, that's why we are not even talking about Kobe, even though Kobe played a lot of, but Kobe was practically. Uh, he was also good only for that 2010, which is the start of that decade. Even though mm-hmm. ESPN did put him like in the top uh, ten for this decade or top something for this decade, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. Which is an insult to all these other players, but hey, who cares about ESPN? It's 2019. Yeah, ball is but I think, I think Dirk was good for the first three years of this decade, mm-hmm. and he won a championship in the first three years. Definitely so, one of the best so. championships. Uh, yeah, but yeah, let's 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 come back to like uh, th- this beat down. I I, I mm-hmm. remember you. I mean, I hope that question has been answered. But uh, I also remember you tweeted out something saying, like, Clay is the reason that the entire 
uh, Splash Brothers thing was working out. It's a little unfair, I feel, because Steph has literally no help except D'Angelo Russell, and it's just one game, so we should not and, be like. But what's the difference between this team and the team in 2015? I mean, Clay's not there. 14. Uh, yeah, Clay's not, not there. That's the only Clay's difference, right? <laughs> Steph is better. Technically, but that's it. Like apart from, uh, I I think at one point of time, even the commentators say like this. Uh, I I are you sure this is the NBA? It looks like a G League team. The uh, the Warriors had nobody of note or nobody of any sort of you know like you could not recall this being the same team as before. Uh, it's a little strange, but you know, I mean, without Clay, this team has a little bit of problems. So definitely, Steph will not have that space if Clay is not there. Nobody's gonna give a shit if. Uh, like I, I can't even name a player who is going to shoot. And mm. once Draymond Green goes, their second best three-point shooter and their ch- second best ch- person on the championship team. Well, it's it's a little unfair because they are basically like the Oklahoma City Thunder with just you know one person who has to carry the entire load by themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not that we are sorry. We are we are extremely happy that this happened to the Warriors. Oh, they, I'm extremely so. extremely happy. Like I would just, I'm just waiting for, you know, some some people to like just at me, and I'm just gonna be like boom, 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 know? boom. Oh fuck! I mean, because it it always used to like frustrate me that people would not accept the fact that they were that the Golden State Warriors were so loaded. Like they would say, yeah, okay, we have a good team, but. They would, they would just like, oh, we play so well and like, oh my God, our offense is great. Our scheme. And don't get me wrong, the 2015 team was great, right? But if KD would not have joined the 2015 team, I think LeBron would have probably won two or three more championships. Yeah, definitely. Right? I mean, <laughs> LeBron uh, just so, uh, should come to this podcast just to bitch about the Warriors because yeah, he I, has yeah, to. Yeah, and I think KD like snatched, like went in and just took those two championships away from yeah. LeBron by like just being like... Doing something that no one in this, no one will ever do again, probably. Probably, uh, that's true. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think the the Warrior fans will now realize, like, I, the most important thing the Warriors fans will realize is that it is very difficult to uh, to assess a team or assess players when they are playing with other great players. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very very difficult, and this is the reason why I'm a massive massive Dirk Nowitzki fan yeah because uh, he literally had nobody and he still carried the team regularly into the playoffs into deep playoffs mm-hmm. twice into the finals didn't, once didn't the leave his team just to go away yeah. to some so, other team I feel like okay yeah Steph won three rings and you know he's, he's, he's the best shooter ever to live the planet and all that stuff is true but you know, when you have Clay next to you and you have uh, Kevin Durant next to you, like you better be the best shooter, right? I mean, anyway. So that's that's what I think uh, in my mind, and I'm glad this is happening. But on uh-huh. on the other hand, I really really want Steph to like just go crazy. <laughs> you crazy. know, I just want him to start taking forty foot shots. Because honestly, like there's no there's, there's there's no way that if he reaches anywhere close to the three point line. Yeah. Any team is going to be like, okay, let's not double him. Yeah. It's just not going to happen, right? Because before you had to, because you had to let him play one-on-one because you had Clay <laughs> and Kevin Durant on the other side, right? So, I don't see that happening. So, I think Steph should start just throwing, like, raining those, like, half-court shots. Who's going to tell anything to him? He's signed the contract. He's the best player on the team. 
he's I don't think anybody's going to do anything I mean but that might be a No what I'm saying is that <laughs> if anybody can get those shots it's Steph uh-huh. right so I would if I was Steph man that's what I would do I would just go like dribble into the <laughs> it's like what ஜர்னிஸ்ட்ரியன் out of this no but I, i think what charles barkley said like very honestly to clay thompson and clay thompson just couldn't say anything cuz he knew it was true is <laughs> like is <laughs> like you just don't have people who are going to get points for you uh, you know in anyway. today's nba you need to get 100 points easily easy like you need mm-hmm. like the average of all your players that are playing has to be 100 at least mm-hmm. right and they just don't have it they just yeah. don't so that's the problem tough luck anyways Mm. this is what you deserve for getting anyway i mean uh, i still think it's a little early to call anything but the warriors uh, they they don't look you know like possible or maybe it's just because the clippers i mean we could discuss that also do the clippers look unbeatable or i have like a very important question to ask but first we'll discuss about do the clippers look absolutely as good as we thought that they would look i mean i think i think it's for the clippers i i wouldn't like give so much of like importance to the clippers because they are of the two teams that they played they were the better team mm-hmm. right because both those those two teams are new teams mm-hmm. the lakers But so are the, the clippers right sorry so are the clippers not not necessarily like most of the clippers are the same except for kawai and zubak i i like think the uh, ethos yeah. the way they play like if you look at the lakers right mm-hmm. the lakers literally is an entirely new team except for Kyle Kuzma. Uh-huh. And LeBron really didn't play anything last year. AD uh-huh. is new. Everybody is new. Right? Uh same with uh, the Warriors, most of the team is new. I think when Clippers play the Jazz or the Clippers will play for example uh, the Nuggets or the I would say I won't say Houston Rockets that much but what about the Trailblazers? Uh, nah, Trailblazers no. Uh-huh. See the problem with Trailblazers is their two best players are like the backcourt shooters. <laughs> They're too short. Okay. They're too short because they become a liability on defense. Uh-huh. This is the problem with Steph also, right? Steph is a great shooter but he's a liability on defense. So once you're a liability on defense, it's just, you know, you it's just very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway, so yeah, so I think when they when they play these teams or even if they play when they play the Philadelphia 76ers, that's when you'll see truly them like, you know, whether they are a good team or not. Okay. because the two teams that they played right now were both new teams and not i wouldn't say not are not completely ready yet mm-hmm. yeah okay that's fair enough uh, so uh, i mean even though this question is still a little bit fair to ask see a reason i think that they have succeeded so well is like you said their main core is the similar one the harrell the patrick beverly uh, what's his name are a six man of the lou williams those people are the same and they've introduced a non selfish superstar who can get his own shot doesn't have to worry about anything in that mix what my question is what do you think see anyway it's a prediction game and we're going to just you know throw challenges at ourselves to see if we can mm. you know predict what's going to happen because why not uh yes 
Paul George is going to make his comeback. I think uh, he's going to be out for the first 10 games, which is more or less a month, I think. I'm, I'm mm. not really sure, but uh, he, he should be here before December. So what do you think will happen when Paul George also comes in and he has to integrate? Because Paul George is not known as the most, you know, like... I mean, he's a superstar. He can get his own shot. But uh, do you think this will it will disrupt the rhythm that they have sort of built in right now? Or is it still too early to uh, yeah, discuss? Yeah, I think... I, 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 I honestly think that it is not going to harm because I feel like everybody other than Kawhi Leonard is just wants to win a ring. Mm-hmm. And when you want to win a ring, you just make shit happen. Okay. You know, like... At, at a certain stage in your career, like people sort of give up. Like you understand that, okay, I can't be the alpha person to go get the ring. And once you know that, okay, c- there is a clear best player on the team, mm-hmm. right, which is Kawhi Leonard, then everybody kind of falls in line. And that's the most important thing. I feel like every team needs to have that one clear best player in the team which on the golden state warriors was the was kevin durant you know mm-hmm. he was the only person who was allowed to go iso yeah right because he was the best player like in every lebron team it is lebron uh and so i think uh it i don't think it will matter that much because mm-hmm. the I, problem is with paul george is that his a is never played with a very like with kind of like the alpha player like russell westbrook like russell westbrook thinks he's alpha but his game does not translate to him being an alpha player i think his game translate to him being an alpha even though he does not want to say that he's an alpha like he he did differ a lot to pg though and then he didn't show his alpha form what he did to kevin durant he didn't do to pg the thing with russell that people don't see is that the guy is an assist machine like he can get you assist like he can he can make shit happen the Mm -hmm. only problem with russell is that he takes horrible shots his shot selection and timing of shot selection is really bad if you take that part out of Russell Westbrook, he's the he's probably, in my opinion, one of the best top five players of the NBA. Mm-hmm. But the moment you add his shots selection and the time when he takes a shot, like his IQ, I would say like IQ, that's when he kind of like goes like three or four steps below. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, they, 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 they did play the Milwaukee Bucks and uh, from a 16-point lead, it got, I saw the game. I was like, let me see how my, let me see how my new team, uh, air quotes, air quotes, uh, how my new team is doing. And uh, they did disappoint, but I, I mean, the Rockets just missed a lot of three-pointers. And it's sort of really frustrating to see a team which even after they've missed 10 three-point shots, takes the 11 three-point shot with as much confidence as it took that first three-point shot. I think it's wondrous in some ways, but really, it's really frustrating to see that, man. Like, come on, just make an extra pass. Do something else. Like, stop taking these three-points. If it's not going in, it's not going in. It's all right. Like, change the direction. It's almost like they've decided only layups or three-pointers and nothing else. And then Russell Westbrook is the only one who's taking all these, you know, mid-range shots and jumpers and, uh, <laughs> like, just and, driving and honestly, to the Honestly, like, Russell Westbrook... Like, I, see, the, I don't think that game was really indicative. indicative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, James played really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think I think Houston is a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, they are very good. They 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 were destroying the Bucks yeah. till, like, their shots stopped falling, right? And that's the biggest problem with the Houston is that they are really, really good till 
<laughs> they the stop shots. hitting shots and it's just and then it's just like the bank is closed for a very long time yeah. how they how many shots did they miss when they got defeated by the and that, uh, i think from 23 24 uh, three pointers they missed three pointers the they missed uh. right so it's just yeah so that's their only problem but if they go go above that hump man they are very scary like i was watching that game and i was like wow like they got shooters uh, they don't care about defense at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like, okay, yeah, you want to go, you score. We're going to go back and shoot another three. Yeah. And I remember there was this uh, interview by uh, Kobe Bryant where Kobe Bryant is asked, like, which is the scariest team you've ever played with and played against? And he said, like, the most scariest team that I've ever played against was the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. right? Because they play the same kind of... Uh, they don't up really care down, about shots. Yeah they, don't, yeah. yeah, they don't really care about stopping your shot, mm-hmm. right? If you score, okay, that's great. We're just going to come and score on top of you. So... You know, we don't really care. So there's no there's no point of like... So for a good scorer, a good scorer gets happiness by demoralizing the defense. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you tried so hard, but I like totally scored over you. Like, screw you guys, right? But when the guys are like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, go, take a shot, you know, like... You're still going to get two points or three points, you know, like you're not going to score five points if you make... If you play less defense, right? And uh, then they would just go on the other hand and they had Steve Nash who was just like two-time MVP, just like a wizard with the ball, and uh, they would just keep getting their buckets. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to watch the Rockets as they uh, go forward, or rather upward, whatever Rockets do. Anyway. I, think, I think Rockets are a problem, man. Like, I think definitely, definitely. Are, I mean, there were glimpses of what James and Russ could do. Of course, it'll take time, some, some more time. I don't think uh, there's anything to count out yet. It is a promising team. They mm-hmm. have amazing shooters. And I think, uh, at least in the regular season, they will do pretty well. So, it should, should not be a problem. Okay. Yeah. Um, those are I, all I the major games, right, yeah. that we had to talk about. More or less all the major games that yeah, we discussed. We have some big games coming up next, which we'll, of course, discuss in next week's episode. Uh, because that's what we do. We just discuss mm-hmm. things on a weekly basis. We have... Uh, like I was telling you, we had an interview with a WNBA player, Tammy Sutton Brown, a Canadian national. She was here for the NBA India Games. Yeah. She was as, here as part of the Crossover Academy, as you remember. Uh, Sean Jayachandran of the Crossover uh, Basketball Foundation, like one of our uh, funnest guests to have, like one of the yes, most prepared our, guests. Our regular which, guest. Uh, soon, soon, soon he'll be regular. But uh, right yes. now, like most prepared uh, guest is the right thing. Most yes. prepared guest, yes. He he had he had screens full of information that he was using it, and we were like, uh, we look a little unprepared in front of this. So he he brought over Tammy uh, to in Mumbai. I had a chance to grab dinner with them. Uh, lovely people. We had a uh, beautiful conversation also. So we're gonna play that conversation. It, it's our we are we are a little excited because it's our first WNBA player on the podcast. Um, We've not done the research, but we would like to say that we are the only only podcast only podcast to have a WNBA player in India, which which is uh, could be fake news, but you know uh, maybe we'll verify it, or maybe you can verify it and tell us. It could be fake news. May, may, it could be fake news. <laughs> I, I'll verify it. I'll, I'll try to verify it. Okay, all right. We will verify it, it and let you know. Fake. So we um, are not. I we, mean, we we may or this may or may not be true. Uh, we have on the podcast a very lovely. Tammy Sutton Brown uh, from the WNBA. How are you? It's a pleasure I, to be here. It's, it's uh, my pleasure. Like, the reason I'm being tongue tied is because this is uh, just really 
Like it's, it's amazing to have a WNBA player, our yeah. first WNBA uh, oh, person on the podcast. Oh, yes. So, so, yes, um, I mean, first Canadian WNBA player to be an All Star. Yeah, yes. oh, wow. uh, NBA champ, NBA champ. WNBA yeah. champion, yes. Uh, yes, two-time All Star, and uh, yeah, I mean, just just let me when you started out, the WNBA was like in its infants infancy it was a little child back then yeah today it's a um, big girl right so when i was in high school there was no wmba there was no dream of playing professional basketball um it wasn't until i think my third year of college that the thought um came to mind in terms of i could play beyond just college and i could actually play professionally and make money playing uh, so the WME started my first year of college, and um, yeah, by the time I graduated, I, I got drafted mm-hmm. um, in the second round, number 18 overall, and it kind of took its own course from there. So, so you played overseas in multiple locations. You played in Moscow, you played in Fenerbahce. Oh, you did research. Uh, <laughs> I played two years in South Korea, I played three years in Russia, and uh, five years in Istanbul, Turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Was that the first time you left home? Um, no, because I've, I I had played in, uh, played on my junior national team mm-hmm. for Canada, um, and then went on to play in the Olympic Games yeah. um, in 2000, before I graduated in 2001. So mm-hmm. I kind of, ever since, you know, leaving for college, I've kind of um, toured and played in various parts of the like we were discussing before this, the WNBA right now is in a much better place than you know when it just started out. When yes. a lot more stars are recognized, they are yeah. recognized internationally. They are recognized on as athletes slash as personalities, as right. like you know, celebrities and stuff. Right. In a brand, yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. uh, and <clears throat> most of it is because you know of the way that you and like other other players like you have set the league up so that right. it's uh, exactly so. I mean, do you ever feel that maybe, you know, if you were born, yeah, I mean, if you were playing now, obviously, I mean, it's different. different. Absolutely. Um, I think social media coming into play Mm -hmm. has made a huge difference Mm -hmm. across the board, whether it's WNBA, whether it's NBA, um, or whatever sports, you know, you're looking at. But um, now the girls definitely have an opportunity to, like you said, build their own brand. Um, so yes, you are playing for a team, whatever that team is, yeah. Indiana or whoever, but you're also playing a certain brand of person. And so you have that opportunity to actually build your own brand through social media, um, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Instagram, and create your own whatever it is that you want to put out in the world. Um, early for negative, but how, how, how do you, how did you deal with negative uh, comments I mean, because the WNBA sometimes gets a little bit of flack and it's obviously completely unfair. I mean, uh, you get it from armchair experts, which yeah. is ridiculous. But yeah. I, I think with the fame, also this part of the thing is also expanding right. a little bit more. Right. How, how do you? How did you deal with it back then? And how? What advice would you give to people who are dealing with it today? Um, I think it is different now. As I was talking about, the social space allows anybody, right, to be able to connect with these celebrities or these athletes. Um, When I was playing, I was growing up 
kind of before I'm dating myself right now, but kind of before social media became a thing. And so I don't, I think the most negative things that we got were probably articles written about us or, you know, stuff like that in terms of journalists writing and something is, you know, read in the newspaper. Um, I feel like now, now everybody can see the same. Exactly. And you don't even have to First visit to India, and uh, luckily you've come here with uh, Sean Jaisandran, a former uh, former member of the number of people who come on the Ball and Day podcast. <laughs> he, he, he took a, he took a, yeah, he insulted me a lot last time, as uh, you, any faithful listener might remember. But uh, he's back again in India. Is uh, I mean, of, of course, he's doing something that you know we all hope to do, make a difference. Yes. Can you please tell us about his association, how this whole thing started off yes. with you and the crossover so academy? So, Sean contacted me probably a week ago. It was, it was really fast. I was actually traveling. I was over in Peru uh-huh. and um, I landed back in Toronto and I got this phone call and so um, we got connected um, and it gave him an opportunity to explain what his program is, mm-hmm. crossover basketball and Yeah, he was just telling me it's a non-profit that's here based in India, and um, they utilize basketball to teach kids about leadership, about teamwork, um, those kind of skills that are life skills at the end of the day. Um, and so just listening to him talk about the, the, the company, the program that he founded, um, I, was, I was sold because it's all about the kids. Yeah. Um, anything to do with kids, I'm in for because I feel like that's the age that you can make such a difference. Um, they're so impressionable at that age, and um, it's a it's a great program. And he's been here for seven years, is it? This is your seven eight, 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 yeah. eight year yeah. eight. This is your eight. So he's been at seven years. This is your eight, and um, we start tomorrow. And I'm super excited. I'm really excited to get this. She's like, you can't see it on the audio, but uh, she's really excited. She's uh, all, I, all, all, all. I am. Yeah, I'm really excited to get in there in the gym and see these kids. I think we have about 100 kids coming out, and um, I think it'll be a great day. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. So you're more most excited about what, like, telling them your story or telling them that you know this is teamwork and this is how you dribble the ball. What, what, I think what is it's it? a little bit of uh, everything, but I think the. I think the most important piece is just connecting with these kids mm-hmm. and on their level. Um, some will be older than others, but, um, you know, I just want them to be able to see, because I think it's very important, especially for girls, mm-hmm. to be able to see women who are successful and who have been successful Definitely. and know that um, 
you can also do that as well. Um, basketball is not just a game that boys play. Um, women do play as well, yes. and uh, there's another there's a number of women who have definitely had success doing it. But it's not just about basketball. This is life. So if you want to be a nurse, if you want to be you know a lawyer, whatever it is that you want to do, just know that you can accomplish that, especially when you know you you grasp the skills that we try to implement throughout. I think what you said is so true that. Even though you're coaching people on basketball, yeah. it's not just that. No, it's about telling them that you know a woman has been successful. You don't have to right. believe people who say that you know women can't do this, right. women can't do this. Right. Uh, so me- right. uh, I mean, it makes not only does it make sense because, yeah. but uh, it's true. But yeah. the fact that you know the the girls, the young girls, like at that age, they can see that right. you know, if I work hard, I can do this. Absolutely. Yeah, whatever it is, like I said, they, you know, they might want to be a teacher, or they might want to be, you know, whatever it is, but hosting, you know, teamwork and communication and, um, you know, character, like all those are important um, qualities to have in life. Um, so let's let's put you in on the spot. Like, uh, you're going to be the WNBA commissioner for a year. But we're gonna give you only one choice, one one thing that you can change about the WNBA. Because I I feel that uh, sometimes what happens is people people compare the WNBA and NBA. And I right. I don't think it's fair. It's not fair. It's not fair at all. Like they should be treated as two individual sports. It's not a men versus right. women thing. It's right. men separately, but women separately. Yes. So. given the chance you're the commissioner go for it like make make a change which you think is you know like which will make the wnba you know a little more followed a little more respected um i think if given the opportunity i think i would i think i would like to have more teams in um college towns okay um What I mean by that is, one, for instance, one of the teams that you know draws the greatest crowd, mm-hmm. the greatest you know crowd every night is probably Connecticut, mm-hmm. and um, you know Connecticut is based less than an hour away from UConn, which is a great basketball college yeah. team, um, and they tend to always <laughs> they tend to keep you know one or two UConn players. Um, and so there's that transition from even fans who've watched UConn play, they're going to then follow and watch you play in the WNBA. Um, I, I think you know a number of years ago, even when I was I was playing, they, there was that thought that they should have a team in say Tennessee because okay. Tennessee was a great team at that time and has had a great um, run for a long time. So Tennessee has a great fan base. Similar thing. Would Tennessee be one of those cities that would draw and do very well for WNBA? Because there are a number of players in the WNBA who did go to Tennessee. So I think that's one of the things that I would probably do, um, and, and probably playing uh, small. I don't want to say smaller arenas, but I think in those those towns where the colleges are. Have been successful on the women's side. Yes. I think um, just that 
just that jump from college to WNBA, it's almost like a, a smooth transition where mm-hmm. it would still follow you. And you want it to be a smooth transition. Right now, it's a little abrupt. Um, I don't know if it's abrupt, but I, you know, you know, I mean, I know when the league started, they utilized the NBA facilities. Yeah. So I started off in Charlotte, played my first six years in, in Charlotte, and we had the Charlotte Hornets at the time, and all the Bobcats. Um, but we played in their arena, and they played in this coliseum that that held what maybe like twenty thousand. We did not draw twenty thousand fans, but it looked so sparse, right? It, it, um, we had a few fans, but of course it looked empty because the place is so big. Sure. Um, and then playing in Indiana, we played where the Pacers played, which is another big arena, which is fine. I mean, when we won the championship, we did fill it up, so it was great. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, these these great teams, Baylor, Connecticut, and I'm thinking right now, who's at the top of, you know, the women, it's, uh, Texas Tech. Like, I think if you had teams in those cities or closer to some of those cities where they do have great women's programs, I think you might draw a few more fans. I think, uh, uh, I mean, I, you have my vote as commissioner. That, <laughs> that counts for anything. Uh, thank you. They just, got, they just got a new commissioner, so I don't think I'm getting a job anytime soon. I, I, I think by the time but, you're ready, yeah. I'll be ready to okay. vote. <laughs> So yes, uh, let, let's get to our main like, part of our ball is the NBA podcast. Uh, the NBA. Yes. Do you follow the NBA religiously? I do. Uh, I don't. Being from Toronto, of course, I'm always going to roll with the Raptors. We've been rolling with the Raptors for the past four episodes. Only four? Uh, for the past four episodes, we've been just covering the fact that they won. Oh, okay. Trying to and analyze it. From, that, uh, we, we were Oklahoma City <laughs> and uh, San Antonio Spurs, uh, respectively. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm always pulling for the Raptors, but outside of that, I'm, I'm more of a, a basketball fan. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy the game. I like the game, and I like to watch good basketball. Yeah. Um, so, whatever that looks like, whether it comes in the form of the Spurs or the Lakers or whatever, I, I watch. Okay, uh, but uh, you, you, your your team is the six, and your team is the Raptors, and that's that. That's what you. Religious that's my home team, yes, so yes, I'm always going to go for the Raptors. Uh, on the on this podcast, we had multiple uh, discussions about how to pronounce the name Toronto. Toronto. So, uh, Toronto. Toronto. So, yeah. Okay, let me bring it down for you. Yes, there's a T at the end, and so I know myself. I can I can tell. When I'm walking down the street, and if it's a foreigner, if it's a local, okay. because locals we do not pronounce the team, so okay. it's Toronto. Okay. There's no team. Okay. But a lot of foreigners or people who are not from there say Toronto. Which this is also which funny. is <laughs> correct, but the English is a weird language. It's Toronto. It's Toronto or the six, according to Drake. Well, yes. see. That's yes. true. Drake yes. is also a big fan of the Ball Say podcast. Uh, he's never mentioned it anywhere, but uh, <laughs> we assume he is. We need to change that. We need to change that. Yes. You, you need to get us in touch with Drake then. Well, he might be coming because the Sacramento Kings are using his plane to fly over here. He won't be coming oh. on that plane. That's true. That's, uh, that's a news I recently found out. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank You're you welcome. for this. 
for this piece of it. Yeah. So let's get to this new season. Okay. It's been a very tumultuous season. I mean, the entire balance of the NBA has sort of been uh, transferred. It's moved yeah, away from. And like, uh, I mean, Durant getting injured, Clay Thompson getting injured is absolutely something that I hate. Yes. But it happened. It does. And, and now we have a right. new landscape. We have new teams. Aries on the Lakers. Russes on the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is on the, the Warriors. Yeah. yeah, I mean... Please, everyone, uh, make a note of that point. That's why you listen to this podcast. <laughs> so, what for you as a basketball enthusiast, yes. as someone who not only watches it, probably do you sit and argue? Do you have WhatsApp uh, groups, IM groups where you sit and like be like, oh no, this is what I write? Do you have arguments? Yeah, I always voice nice when you ask. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, which team do you think? Has a much better chance. Like has yeah. made the move that has put yeah. them in contention. Because we we know the but, season has not even not even started. I don't think teams have right. even started doing their preseason exhibition games. And I think no, not the exhibition games. Mm. I think Cops has just started yesterday. Yes. Um, so media day also just got over like yeah. a couple of days ago. Um, I think that's tough because I do like. Durant going to the Nets, mm-hmm. but I know he's going to be out for a while. Yeah. So I think that's a future. Um, we'll talk about that next year when you come back. Okay, good. Yeah. Are you saying I'm going to be back? Yeah, obviously. I love my little... Yes, great time. Um, but for this year, I don't... It's tough. I, it's tough. I think that, um, you know, I think you can't bet against LeBron just because he's so good. You know what I mean? Like, he's such a great player. Okay? And Anthony Davis. So if those guys work together extremely well... They can do some damage. Yeah. Um, the Warriors, I don't see. I'm, I'm sorry. A great team, love stuff. Um, I think it'll be. I think it'll be tough. I don't think that they're going to go as far as they've gone in the last few years. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I would love to see uh, a smaller city though just emerge. I, I think Utah may have got uh, Mike Conley. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Utah. Utah. So yes, uh, we we. we also do the segment where you know we give a uh, options to our guests. Okay. Something like uh, Kobe or LeBron. Oh, was that the first one? No, it's not. Oh, <laughs> okay. I was going to say it's a topic. Can I do both? <laughs> no, you can't do both. There, can't there's do no both. both or neither. That's not an answer. Neither. Uh, I have to pick this. Yes, you have to pick on okay. this or that. This or that. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So Kobe or LeBron. Oh my <laughs> God! Just, <laughs> just, just to like trick your trick your mind. Yes. Um, Kobe. Kobe. Uh, playing in the USA or playing in Turkey? <gasps> playing in the USA. Close to home. My parents are probably driving. Christmas or Thanksgiving? Christmas all day. Christmas all day. Or Thanksgiving Turkey? You know what? I stopped eating meat about three years ago. Whoa. So no more turkey. No. Christmas. What do you eat on Christmas then? That's a good question. Um... Macaroni cheese. That's not a bad answer. It's not a bad answer. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's shifted a little bit because um, both my parents are Jamaican and I grew up with, you know, eating meat. Um, and everyone else in my family still eats meat. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so but they, they let you not eat meat. They're like, they're cool. They're not they going to disown you just my because. My mom is the person who's like, oh, it's Christmas. Go ahead. But uh, no, they get it. They get it now. And um, I'll tweak dishes and still kind of make the same thing, but using a different ingredient. Got it. So, yeah. Mm, Jordan or Kobe? 
Jordan. Have you ever have you have you ever met Jordan person? No, I have not. Not met me. I have not. But there's still time. There's still time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's still time. Uh... Yeah. All right. Then, uh, Tammy, then Brown, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Like, it was it was a delight to talk to you. Like I may have been a little nervous in the beginning, but uh, thanks for making yeah, that's me. Easy. Feel, that's easy. That's easy. No, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure being on here. That was our interview with uh, Tammy Sutton Brown. I I hope you liked the interview. She we we did ask her some you know like uh, some spicy questions as to you know, the regarding the trolls on Instagram for NWNBA and whether she wished that she played in this era or you know what are the what what are some of the things that you do as a WNBA player. Besides playing in the WNBA, which is a shorter season, as you may may or may not know, it's a shorter season than the NBA. They don't play for uh, close like eight months or something like that. They play for a much less amount of time. Hopefully, you would have taken that away from the interview. So that's all for this episode. We had a fun time. Please let us know if you had. The action is a little bit low, but hopefully, the interview with Tammy Sutton Brown will make up for all the warrior bashing that we did. We're not ashamed of it. We'll keep doing it again. They deserve it. Anyway, uh, see you all next time. All right, Vinith, say bye. See you, Ashwin. Bye bye.